Cold Acid, you were not sexually primed the way I was for this. It's January 11, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter. Encounter number 130. Lubing up my time machine, I'm Abel Kirby. And kneeling down and praying to R and Jesus, I'm Cold Acid. Get those rolls in, boy. You never know. You gotta yeah. you gotta hit your knees I'm, if you want I'm those rolls. I'm all for R and Jesus. I I do not I do not follow the terrible ways of Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. Well, there's a lot of people who are into random numbers these days, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, I was reading about Mega Millions before we started. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, were, they had a couple winning lottery tickets, uh, $1 million tickets. That means they matched every number except the, the, the final one. And it's being played up all over the, uh, the state. Mega Millions, there were winning tickets sold all over the place, and everyone's searching who won. We don't know because they're smart enough to not announce it on Facebook. But it's uh, it's an annoyance to me because all they're doing is promoting more of uh, these lotteries and gambling. And this but you is- know why? You know why they're promoting it? You hear about that? Uh, you hear about that guy who like won like a, a billion dollar jackpot and like almost two thirds of it was taken away straight off for taxes mm-hmm. or lottery winnings. Yeah. And then what he does get to keep, he's going to have to declare his income and lose a whole bunch of it more. Yeah. And so they're in there to it's take not the money. Just, it's, yeah. It, in the States, the lottery is like not just a tax on idiots. It's also, it's also a way for, for the government to like, scam extra money for things now it's not just lotteries that have been ticking me off lately it's been the gambling ads and there's some resentment about these going around but it just got to me today i was trying to listen to two podcasts that i i do listen to uh on a regular basis one of them is uh the guy swans uh audible bitcoin podcast where he does reads of uh, articles and things. He's, he's discussing Bitcoin technology and philosophy. It's an interesting show. Anyway, you turn it on. First thing you get in Ohio, uh, go, now you can do sports betting. And it's some some ad. Oh, God, you know, yeah. We, ad. we get these fucking sports betting online ads. Uh, MGM is a big... Uh, is a big one here for advertising that shit. So then I listen to Megyn Kelly. I listen to Megyn Kelly sometimes. Same damn ad. It's just being served and uh, dynamically inserted into the MP3 because they see I'm going from an Ohio IP address. And then Jesus. on top of that, if you watch any sports event, it's all gambling ads now. It's, uh, there's not I, even an I ad for milk I remember anymore. the last time I actually watched a sporting event. Yeah, watch some hockey, Apparently, man. Apparently the, uh, the NHL's new digital ad boards for, for along the boards of the game. Uh, have a chance of causing epileptic seizures in people watching the game at home. Yeah, the blur on it is just a little bit wrong. They try and um, they try and match the motion of the camera, not just the position of the camera, but the way it's moving, so they can um, do a plausible kind of motion blur on this. And they don't get it right. It looks really um, uncanny. And I want to correct you. You said the ads on the boards. They don't have ads just on the boards. They started putting ads on the damn glass. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I, I am not. They had ads for some shit. It was probably a gambling site up on the the glass behind each net, and then they had two kind of mid ice. And Jesus they're d- digitally inserted. Terrible. You know, in another year, they're gonna just completely cover the glass. You won't even see the fans. That's just gonna be a ads. year from that. A year from that, you won't even be able to see the fucking game. <laughs> We're gonna put ads on the puck. So your 8K display, you know, uh, you can zoom in really far and you can see brought to you by McDonald's. Oh, God. We even used a McDonald's uh, hamburger as the puck. Ah, oh, man. I need this. All right, what do you got? I heard a bottle open. You can't hide it from yeah. me. I, I, was taking, I was taking a chug of it. <laughs> what do you got? Mm, it's lime flavored. Haritas? You know it. Haritos! I think some folks' favorite part of the show is that sting. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> now, I've, I do have a cup of sleepy time tea, and so I want to warn oh. you, I might get into kind of a, a sleepy, dreamy mood today. We might have a subdued podcast as I fall asleep on the air. <laughs> but... I don't know, place your bets, maybe. I, the, the things are irritating. It's like open season on removing money without doing anything. It's just another way to clean people out, people who don't know any better. That's, I don't well, know. It's, it's, I don't like it's this It's always all. been, I mean, they say, they say that, uh, they say that uh, soldiers and prostitutes were the first professions. I think, I think con artist was probably the third. Yes, we'll see. What's the progression? So, uh, the con artist, the original con artist. Can we describe this uh, this character? The first. Okay, so I, no. First, first, I want to go through the order oh. of things. First, you had first you had soldiers because different city states with their god kings <laughs> wanted to fight each other, but they didn't want to get their own hands dirty. Okay. So they gave so they gave extra they gave extra like. Uh, wheat to the people who are willing to go and like beat the other people up. Mm, then, with all this extra wheat that uh, that they didn't know anything to do, came along prostitutes who didn't have who did, felt they didn't have enough wheat. But hey, if they fucked this guy, she could get some of his wheat. Ooh, and yes. then came the con artists who said, "Hey." These chicks are these chicks are getting like <laughs> hey. extra wheat. No, I don't. I don't what if th- I put on, what if I put on a uh, a dress and a wig, and then I pretend <laughs> I pretend that I'm a chick, and the guys these soldiers will give me their wheat instead. Hey, I'm the I was the I think my ancestors were the kind of con artist. They'd roll up to these chicks and they'd be like, "Hey, I got a lot of wheat in my silo." Wink. <laughs> And that, and then, uh, and then uh, maybe well, they'll they didn't find have out silos it's... back then. They just had granaries. Oh uh, well, my family invented the silo. My ancestors, I'm my sure gr- they did. In our city state with our god king, we invented silos. That was sort of our thing. God king Abel Kirby <laughs> and his silo. <laughs> my silos. Oh man. Well, I I heard something uh, a little bit disturbing when I was tooling around for a podcast. I was getting some news, and I heard something on Megyn Kelly. I wanted to clip for you and just get your reaction to it. It was a phrase that I've never heard before. Can I get your reaction to this? Play it. All right, here you go. Now, like with it, 
shifting so rapidly once Elon took over, you're like, okay, this is sussy baka. Are you, did you what? Hear, did you hear that? Did she, did, did she actually this say that? Sussy baka. This is sussy baka. That's what she said. She said this oh is sussy baka. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you ever Where heard that? Where the before? hell did she pick that up from? I believe she said it was from her daughter. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> So I oh. I was interested in the origin of this, and I did a couple of searches, and uh, I just got a couple clips from the internet. I thought you might be interested. Here's the first one. Baka! Deku, why are you acting such like a baka? Deku, why are you acting like such a baka? And I think this is a guy who's having problems. <laughs> He's having problems with My Hero Academia. Now... He does say sussy buck. I, I realize uh, just now he, he didn't quite say it, but I think I have this one. Why do you got to be such a sussy baka? There you go. <laughs> sussy baka. Don't be a sussy baka, Cole. This is our podcast. I'm only a sussy baka for Megan Kelly. This is sussy baka. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I don't know. Oh I, I feel uh, ruined uh, I, I would have preferred to not know that this phrase existed, <laughs> but her yeah, th- same. But now that now that we know it exists, it's going to end up on one of our soundboards, at least. <laughs> yes. Now, back when I was in Maryland, I never said this on the show. I meant to, but it came to mind today one morning. And I believe it was even a Wednesday morning. I walked out of my apartment building uh, onto the concrete, the sidewalk and towards my car and does as one does, and there were these giant, larger-than-life chalk drawings on the ground. And you know what they were? Yes. Among Us Imposters. Oh, God. (laughs) And they were the school age. They must have been six, maybe seven years old. These kids um, were drawing. That's the sidewalk art. Was Among Us shit. Amoguses. Amoguses. (laughs) Nice. They also used to fight about Pokemon cards in the hallway, so that... That made me a little proud, because <laughs> just knowing that it still goes on. But anyway, nice, that, that yeah. was about the kids in the apartment complex I used to live in. <laughs> ah, so wow. now, whenever whenever I see whenever I see the Amogai, I'm I'm just gonna assume that I mean because Amogus, right? So Amogai would be the plural. <laughs> yes. There's a there's this uh, there's this meme out there that's based on this uh, like artistic progression of symbols uh, that uses that uses like the amogus as like an example okay i got it i i've got it saved somewhere i'm sure so i've got to dig that up at some point mm. well we got some stuff to to run through right at the uh before we get too much further in the show we've got some boost grams to fill in that weren't weren't read at the end of last show i think by a mistake and i Whoa. wanted to run down those all right. All right. We had 6,666 sats from NetNed, who said, moist high beams. And I've been trying to come up with what the the reason for this message is, and I cannot remember for the life of me. Moist high beams. If you're in chat, NetNed, all I know, let us know. All I know is that it's moist. It's moist. It's a moist <laughs> nugget. Call it a moist nugget. Ooh. Moist. We've got 8,888 sats from Carolyn talking about RM 
That's real media files. Like real media player? That took me back. Indeed. A lot of videos would only play on real media player, she says. Ah, oh, thank you, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And we got one from Boobery, 6,969. That's 6969 sats. Who says, I would love a taste of John Glenn's tang. Well, Boobery. Rude! I hope you ask him nicely first. And finally, 8,888 sats from Carolyn saying, what does tang taste like if all the flavors are mixed together? The real sugar tang, not the fake sugar tang. I didn't know there was, uh, I didn't know there was a lot of different flavors well, until just the other week. the real sugar tang, please stand up. <laughs> no, I, I do not know. I, I'm still concerned that there's different flavors. I, I'm still suspecting that they're not quite flavored. It's more like just colors. You know how like the red Kool-Aid, for example, is it's that, that's the best description of it. It's not a flavor. It's just red. I think Tang yeah, might be I, a little I, like that's that. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. I don't go with the Kool Aid. I don't even go with the Flavor Aid. Mm. I go with actual juice, and that way I actually have like flavors instead of colors. Flavors versus colors. It's like Marvel versus Capcom. Except yes, worse. Except except. <laughs> no, except tastier. Because, I mean, who's going to eat a video game? You know, there was a game called, I think it was called Lirio. It was a Worms-style, real-time Worms, I think, might be the best way to describe it, where it had a digging mechanic, and you kind of dig through an ant farm. It was a 2D shooter, multiplayer game. And uh, it had just a bunch of different weapons, and you blew up in a big bloodbath. Uh, It was kind of a DOS-era game, which is why I thought you might have noticed it or heard of it. No, it doesn't ring a bell. There was a uh, open source version of it called, I think it was called Lirio X, that had a lot of weirdo mods in it. In fact, I should resurrect this just because I think it'd be interesting for the Rare Encounter community. People who have our sense of humor, I think, would appreciate this game because they had mods based on food, food fighting. They had realistic war mods. They had just wacky, wacky shit inside this. It was fantastic and when we were talking about um colors versus flavors it sounds like a mod from this game like you would have Ah. 21 color weapons and 21 flavor weapons that all do different things i should dig that up that'd be a great game night for us because it's such a it's a weird offbeat game most people have never seen it let alone heard of it it'd be a lot of fun i've got so with you saying that i i've got a lot of old old stuff to to bring up tonight okay so for, first of all, just to, is, uh, like, I just saw this on a, uh, on a group that I'm in on Discord that's all about, well, I mean, it's T-Pug, the Toronto Pet Users Group. Uh, they have a Discord, which is generally how things have been done since the coof happened, because you, because before it was like, everybody'd get together one Thursday a month. At uh, at this church in the West Side of Toronto, to uh, to gather and discuss and do demos and stuff, uh, and this link showed up on there for this index of mega uh, magazines for the Commodore eight bit computers, and so I found this really interesting. It's not it's not a complete index just yet because there's there's issues of Computes Gazette that I have that aren't fully indexed in in this 
But I mean, for somebody like me who's who's like a retro computing nerd, this is something pretty neat. I'm looking for a. Yeah, I should give you a link. Yeah. Let me just put the link in the chat. Sometimes it's hard for me. This is maybe a programming note. Sometimes it's hard for me to fully conceptualize what you're talking about if I don't have something in front of me cueing me for uh, what's really going on here. There you go. I like the idea that you have these unscanned uh, issues of of uh, magazines. Are you gonna, you know, be part well, of the solution? To be, to be honest, I think at this point, all the issues of Computes Gazette have been scanned in and put on archive.org at the very least. Oh, okay. Maybe I misunderstood. Ads and everything. But no, like the this index, the the C, the Commodore 8-bit magazine index uh like is not is not totally complete. Okay. It uh it even says like there's a page that says progress report and it says like 24.76% of 723 registered issues f completed for phase one, right? Could you and that's not even that's not even the total number of issues there across all the different magazines that were published back in the day for the 8-bit Commodores. Mm. Do you think you could do uh, just a quick rundown of what this magazine was and why it's important? What get out like what was it? Uh, just background for everyone, including myself. Okay, so so Compute was this computer magazine for like home computer and micro enthusiasts, right? That started in like the seventies and died in the nineties. But they had this they had this special they had this special separately published magazine, Compute's Gazette, which exclusively covered the Commodore stuff because there was just so much of it. And back in the days, like, when Compute was a big thing, it and the other computer magazines were fucking phone books, mm -hmm. essentially. They were, like, a, a, an average issue of Compute or Byte or PC magazine would run, like, over 200 pages, sometimes over 300, right? And so Compute's Gazette was a way of slicing out some of that content that would have made the each issue even thicker, right? So then people who are all about the Commodore stuff would have their own magazine that uh, that didn't have anything for the other computers, but, but at the same time was like, you know, you didn't need a forklift to move your issue around the house. No, I, I miss some of these print magazines. I've had a couple weird zines. They're mostly anime zines. Um, kind of back issue stuff for stuff that was low low run print. It doesn't go that back that far though. Uh, but the fanzine, as opposed to the uh, the you know real published magazine, has always been kind of my thing more than the uh, like I had Lego magazine. I had a couple other. Did you ever have? Uh, did you ever have New Type USA? I have read issues of New Type USA. I have a bunch of issues of New Type USA. Yeah, before they canceled it, they uh, when did they get they stopped publishing that one? I don't remember. I bought it. I would always buy it on newsstands when I saw it, and they'd always come out with there'd always be like a uh, a disc on it with some uh, trailers and maybe an episode or two of some anime. Mm. Right? Yeah. The yeah, let's see, two thousand two. 
New I type miss, USA. I miss the I miss the paper print magazines, you know? Wow, New Type USA ended publication after 2008. Am I reading that right? Wow. <laughs> was that long ago? I remember that when it went out. I thought it was a big deal. I remember being disappointed when you couldn't get it anymore. It, and that was an era when even on the internet, trying to get information about anime was kind of spotty. We didn't have these... Um, there's services out there right now that kind of aggregate news and information, like you know, like the um, Annie Chart, Annie List kind of stuff. Um, once upon a time, those used to be just posts on 4chan that they would have. I think there was an original guy who was like, he went by Chart Fag or something like that, and he would do the season charts. And then there was yeah, I remember those. And then there was some other guy. Um, I can't remember his name now. Some other some other guy who took it over, and then the websites came up years after that. But once upon a time, if you wanted to know what anime uh, was coming up, um, you had to read it in a magazine, or you had to re see an, an ad or an article or something like that. Um, there wasn't some centralized place to look at it. And uh, I guess you could read it on a message board. There were people collecting that information, but... You know, yeah, I, back I in those it. days, like you, everything that you'd everything that you'd learn about uh, about different shows and stuff, right? You'd you'd be going, you'd be actually belong to to anime clubs back in the day, and people would bring in like various like issues of uh, of magazines from Japan. You'd have like viewings of stuff, and like there be like essentially a swap meet at each meeting uh outside of the viewing room where people are like trading stuff that they got and you learned a lot you learned a lot that way about like the other shows that are out there because there wasn't there wasn't like so much internet that everything was just blasted at you uh directly and i mean the the microcomputer scene was a lot like that from what i heard i mean i was I was a little too young to be going to like T-Pug meetups and stuff when uh, when like the Commodores were machines were still like a big thing being sold in Sears and places, right? Back in the 80s. Mm. But yeah, it would be essentially the same thing. People people with the interest, they would actually you'd actually get together, people would be like writing letters to each other in different user groups or clubs and word would spread around like that. We, we, I kind of miss that. I mean, even the discussion boards that you used to have, like, different sites would have their discussion boards and you'd have web rings and stuff and stuff would circulate <laughs> that way, right? Web and now rings. it's like... <laughs> you know, I'm going to put that in my top I list. Think I think it's just, you know, I think it's just sad because there was a lot more actual human interaction both on and off the web back then, back before we entered this social media dystopia. Mm. NetNet in the chat is asking, anyone remember Launch Magazine? He says it was a CD-ROM magazine that I think got sued out of existence, and looking up Launch Magazine on Wikipedia, there's no article for it. There's only a, an article for the uh, Arista Records LLC uh, v. Launch Media Inc. Uh, so, in, when you try and find the company, the only reference to it is the court case, where I believe they get sued out of existence. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like so. No, I don't. Th Launch it CD familiar. magazine, free software, internet archive. It sounds familiar, go. but I, I've never seen one or uh, read one. 
I feel like I have I, heard of it. I've though. seen I've seen disc mags uh, that were that were meant for floppies. Mm. And in fact, in fact, uh, back in back in the days when I was in the quick basic scene, there were actually a number of like pseudo disc mags. They weren't actually distributed on disc, but like you download them from one of the big from one of the big QB sites of the days, like NeoZones, and you'd run them right, and it'd be it'd be a DOS app because it it would have been written. With Quick Basic and compiled with the with like the QB four five or the QBX compiler, and there'd be like articles in there, demos. It's pretty cool stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that's something else. That's something else that uh, that I would love to see come back. The the good old disc mag. Well, there's a couple uh, other things going on. I've got some other stories if you want to segue into them. Uh, one of them includes a uh, story about potatoes. Ooh. What was that, you say? Yeah, potatoes. <gasps> I'll wait for my cue. Well, we need a few <laughs> there we go. potatoes. It's Potato News on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. All right, man, this, it's been a while since we were able to bring that one out. It it has been. So what I've been what I what came to my attention today is I was reading the Potato News, as I do, and I saw some mm-hmm. stories relating to a company. They had a new, um, I think it was a new uh, manager or CEO, some new head of, of something or other, and I'd never heard of this company, Pulse Master. And uh, as I started learning more about it, I became intrigued because it's actually a – they make a machine that does PEF uh, processing on foodstuffs. Do you know okay, what – Okay, what is that? PEF is pulsed electric field processing. Okay. And that's what they do. They basically have very high-power um, uh electric field transmission and they have a conveyor belt and they so they generate a very large electric field they had some some numbers in terms of volts per i think it was volts per centimeter and i wasn't ready to translate that to um but the uh but the um power is something like a hundred kilowatts pulsed it doesn't say the duty cycle so you don't really know what the uh what the kind of average power is if there's a danger level or anything but 100 kilowatts pulsed is pretty pretty high power man and the um idea is that you can do some sort of preheating on the potatoes by heating up with microwaves you can cause the substance of the potato to alter slightly you can sterilize it you can do all kinds of stuff that would be beneficial to food processing and they make claims and it's not just for potatoes, but they make claims for potatoes about it makes them softer and squishier. It makes them easier to process. In fact, one of the things they were talking about was the life of chopping operations. So if you, so you have the PEF machine. It's going to pulse your potatoes. Downstream mm, of that, you have a pulse chop. Pulse my potatoes, daddy. <laughs> you have a chopping um, machine after that. And periodically, you have to change the blades on the chopper. Because they get dull from chopping all the yeah. potatoes. And the claim is that if you have this machine up ahead because it softens the potatoes, the maintenance cycles for everything else get longer because you don't wear out the blades as fast. There's all kinds of interesting um, 
interesting sorts of uh, uh, outcomes from having this thing, at least that are claimed by the website. Now, now I've got a question here because, I mean, okay, so it makes the potatoes soft and stuff, but, I mean, do they firm back up afterwards? I mean, nobody likes a soggy potato, right? I, I don't think they do until you cook them. When you cook them, they have little holes inside that end up making them crispier, I guess, is the claim. But it does change the potato in a fundamental way. Um, they're apparently very popular for potato uh, processing. They also do it for – I'm reading the the um, website. They have beer, vegetable oil, soup, fish products. What they don't say on their website, at least that I haven't seen on the top header, is that they also do it for smoothies and drinks because when you – you make the beverage and then you process it with these pulsed electric fields. You end up, I guess, killing off stuff that was inside it that would cause it to spoil. And so that it holds its color longer and it has a uh, longer shelf life and all sorts of things, which might be desirable to a food processor company. So, uh, this was a revelation to me. And since I work with pulsed electric fields, sometimes I, uh, I was just, I, I was enjoying so, reading so it about sound, it. So it sounds like what we need you to do is the next time you're working on pulsed electric field stuff, bring some potatoes with you bring, to work. <laughs> bring, put a potato in front of it and see what happens. You know, some of yeah, you, exactly. Some of you could definitely feel if you have um, kind of high power amplifier and it's going to a horn. It's like, can you, is it on? I don't know. You can kind of wave your hand in front of it, and if your hand gets warm, then you know it's on. <laughs> You know, so we've we've been if there. If the potato gets soggy, you know it's on. If the potato gets soggy, you know it's on. Oh, no! They <laughs> and so I wanted to point out how soggy and and crazy the, these potatoes are. There's a YouTube video which uh, I'm just going to describe. It's a sort of a marketing video that shows these potatoes being processed through this conveyor belt and the big pulsed uh, PEF machine is uh, pulsing the potatoes. And then they get chopped, and there's a guy who picks up basically a French fry, a raw French fry, um, and he starts bending it, and he ends up almost being able to tie it into a knot. Like, he picks up the ends, and he can push them all the way to each other so that they touch, and it doesn't break. That's way too soggy. It's it's rubbery. It looks super rubbery, and as they're doing it, they have this weirdo music, which I clipped just so you could hear it. This is the music they play underneath. You know, this is actually... It's, a, it's fucking porn groove. It is. And it's like he's... And just to or, reinforce it... Or like it, those 80s infomercials. It is. And so they have this super sensual close-up of the potato being uh, manipulated and turned into all these different shapes. And then immediately jump cut to potato boobs. The potato boobs. They have this... <laughs> Just, I was thinking, well, this is very sexual. And then they cut to a guy holding two potatoes, and it, they look like boobs. Just for some reason, the way he was holding them, it made it look like it is was this boobs. The, is this the one that you, you put in your notes? Yeah, I did. So It doesn't look like boobs to me. It looks it looks more like he's, like, eyes. You weren't, you weren't primed it, the way. It's like the, one potato that's been split in half is what it looks like, but there's this darker spot in the middle, which would be like the, you know, the, the black part of the eye. It's like this guy's holding potato eyes to look at you better. Uh, no, the, cold acid. The potato eyes are on the outside. The nipples are on the inside. 
That's how so it works. So you're saying that's a potato nipple. That's a potato nipple. And you so are, potato nipples are innies. You weren't primed. You weren't cold acid. You were not sexually primed the way I was for this. I'm just well, letting you know. I, I, I think that might be a good thing. <laughs> I think that might be a good thing. I was in the mood to see these potato boobs, okay? You were in the mood for potato titties. I got all turned on. I got these pulsed electric fields. They're doing crazy things to my spinal cord. Is, okay. it, is, it, is it the electric field that's pulsing, or is it you? Oh, is it me? I don't know. I have a hair trigger down there. Hey. Um, <laughs> wow. Let's don't clip that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I don't think I'll ever work in this industry. <laughs> no. It was very interesting. I think it's a German company. If I if German I've read this, Dutch apparently to the, according to their website, a German and Dutch. Apparently, this is Mark's solid state typology. The fuck does that mean? Solid solid state. Um, does it just mean the solid state amplifier? Probably. I don't know, but what's a Mark's solid state pulse generator? You'll have to point me to the to what you're talking about. Uh, it's in the about me part of their website. About Pulse If you scroll Master. down, I need some context here. Um, do do hundred kilowatts. Do do do. I saw that. Marks solid state pulse generators. Marks, I think, is a company. Okay. Um, Which is, is weird a... because Marx was a communist. <laughs> Marx, Marx has done a lot of things. You know, if you were taking a test in school and you had to f- um, fill in those dots. It helps to use marks. <laughs> you might not. The Scantron can't read it if you don't use it. So, yeah. Uh. Well, you got to use the right pencil for those Scantrons. <laughs> the Scantrons out in Scantron, Pennsylvania. That's where they make them, I think. So I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I have for the potatoes. <laughs> We're going off the rail. I can't do any more. Dude, we're always going off the rail. Well, I got one more thing to go off the rail on. While we're doing it, I have something to talk about. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Tell me. Did you hear that? What? Did no. you see a clue? Where? A clue? A clue? A clue? Clues? Clues? Well, in this case, it's Clue the Game. Oh. <laughs> But I wanted to Uh-oh. get some clips of Clue, because I like that clip of the kids from Blue's Clues going, A clown! A clown! A clue! It's a clue, not a clown. Did you see a clue? How do you know? It could be a Where? clown. It was Blue's Clues. The clown but... could be a clue. No, they have another um, redo of Clue, where they've redesigned everything to be bad. They couldn't, Professor Plum... You know, can't just be this uh, kooky kind of guy. All of the different characters in Clue are sort of classic. You like them, you know, and they, they've replaced yeah. them with kind of the millennial version. So this is millennial Clue, I think. Maybe Zoomer Clue. Yeah, especially because they gave them all these these haircuts. Popular modern haircuts in Clue. What? Get out of here with that. Fuck off. So, I don't know. I just okay, want... So, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this. And it's it's worse than you describe. Okay. Because apparently because apparently people are thirsty for these new clue characters. Yes, I There's like people there are like people being horny on Maine over this <laughs> Chef White. 
Yes. Uh, now, Mrs. White used to be the chef, and she was a maid sort of character for people who aren't f- familiar with the clue mythos. And uh, she had she was she was the yeah, cook. She was, she, a, was the cook. she was a she was like an old matronly woman, like like what's her name the the you're the like the teapot in, uh, oh, in, in Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. The secret passage with a knife. Clue, 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 clue. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just another step in... uh, I I don't actually mind that they modernized it. Um, It's... I do. Just a little bit too much. It's... Something about it's off. I can't think that... Like, they have on the front... One is guilty. None are innocent. So it's not just like they updated him to have clothes and modern, uh, uh, modern haircuts. They actually updated them to have like really shitty like Instagram personalities, like influencer personalities. Is my take on this? They're trying to that make them all terrible. look like they might as well. So here's what they should have done. They should have used VTubers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> VTuber. I, I would be. It should be like Kazuna I in the uh, in the I don't know where would you Gaura, be Gara Gar or whoever in the in the, mm, the I don't the know what, retarded shark girl yeah I know where 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 would you go what are the locations for it I don't know put the, put make the make the locations all places in Gensokyo <laughs> and make all make all the characters Tohos how about that Toho yes. clue Toho clue there you go. That's easy. So you have a bus that. stop. I would play the fuck out of that. You have the bus stop. You have uh, kinds of nines and bakas. You know. You know what it happens. Would, it, you know, it was Sukya in the uh, in the shrine with the alcohol bottle. You know what you have to say when you see uh, Sino coming by. This is Sassy Baka. That is what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Why do you gotta be such a sassy bucka? <laughs> <laughs> number nine, number nine, <laughs> number nine, number nine. Wow! Serpent asks, "Who's the sassy bucka in Toho Clue?" And the answer is all of them. <laughs> all of them, yeah. Well, we got some uh, we got some boostergrams that came in. I I think it might be a good time to just take a break and throw them in here, uh, especially because we got a big one. No, 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 no. We we got to do it at the end of the show. Yeah, but that's, we always, that's the proper way of we, doing it. We always forget, though. I just want to do them before I forget. Don't forget. You're well, here I'm, forever. All right. Fine. Okay. Moving on. Why don't you all take right, me? Somewhere? So I got some. I got some. Uh, I got some screenshots that I I want to share from my Oblivion playthrough. Okay. I'm gonna just post them into the chat, and you tell me what the fuck. Hmm. Let's see, there is something going on with this yellow. Um, are you running a cheese mod? No. No cheese mod, okay. No cheese mod. I am not I am not uh, running any cheese mods. It looks like some surfaces are being displayed as solid colors. Almost solid colors. And that's just the first picture. But yeah, it's like some sort of weird lighting thing that that ends up like Occasionally turning a whole bunch of surfaces just like a a near solid yellow orangey sort of color. Mm. Okay. When so you, because if I if I like when this happened, like I could just like nudge over a step 
and then it'd all be back to looking normal. I nudge back to where I was, and it's like this again. Mm. Did they have, like... It's like some broken lighting thing. Is it, like, the Fong shading is... Or I don't think there's there's that much um, uh, detail in the lighting for this game. I don't know. I, I haven't played it very much. But is it something like the the amount of ambient light underflows or something like that? Uh, I don't know. And and so I, what it I'm does is it just sure. draws... I'm it, not sure. It draws all the light color is on, that, you know? All I know is that this could be a built-in engine bug, or this could be a bug that's introduced by the engine bug fixes uh, patch that uh, that I'm using. But yeah, it's weird. And then look at the other one. That ain't HDR. Yeah, that looks... Um looks messed up it look it looks like something is burning through this <laughs> the scene there right like you know like if a if a film catches fire <laughs> when it's in the uh when it's in the projector or yeah if someone drops their uh the the projectionist drops a cigarette uh, cherry on it <laughs> it burns through yeah it. yeah it kind of looks like that it kind of looks like that door opening up in uh time bandits yeah speaking of <laughs> Uh, you started watching it? Yeah, I got through the first half, roughly. And what I have to say is, how did I miss this movie? Right. It's pretty awesome. Just from the beginning, from all the wacky stuff happening, um, the cast is great. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very up-my-alley kind of wacky, weird movie. I love it. And yeah, uh, that's why I'm so surprised that you had never heard of it. Yeah, and, and so I've got the first half. We'll probably watch the second half later, and then after that, um, we have the follow up to it. This I think it's the sequel. Um, it, it's called Time Fuck Bandits XXX, and so that w- was on the torrent sure site. If th- that might not be a sequel. That sounds <laughs> more like uh, a side story. Yeah. Well, uh, what which side would it be? Uh, the backside. <laughs> the backside. <laughs> I think that might be the case. So, um, I'm just taking a look. Let's oh. see. Doing doing a search. Uh, let's see. Javbabe.net. Nice. Time fuck bandits at a train. Okay. Yeah. Choo choo. Hypnosis porn. Okay. Uh, there you go. Time fuck bandits. Daft sex. Time fuck bandits, daft sex. I don't know what to say. Time fuck bandits, scene two on Pornzog. <laughs> okay, we'll just uh, pop these open and uh, exit. Yeah, um, exit hyperspace. So anyway, uh, yeah, that- I, this might not be related. After all, it sounds like it sounds like a bunch of uh, Japanese people having sex, not midgets having sex through time. Okay, now maybe I shouldn't watch it then. Well, I'm not saying don't watch it, <laughs> but your mileage may vary, as may as may your time. As my time may also vary. All right. Well, I've got. Um, I don't know. I don't want to do more agriculture stuff. I already did that. I was going to talk about this green bell pepper harvesting robot, but there's a couple problems with it. The first is that it was a CES story that we didn't do, and I was meaning to do a CES rundown. But, uh, cause there was some kind of wacky stuff and then no agenda had some stuff on it. And I don't know, I kind of lost interest, but they did have a couple weirdo, um, inventions and kind of just dumb things coming in. One of the things that I did like was this bell pepper robot, but you know, this does seem, this does seem pretty cool. If, uh, job killing, 
I mean, you get a, you get one or two th for the of these for your uh, pepper farm, and you don't, and then like suddenly a bunch of illegal immigrants are now out of work because what? you don't need to employ them to do the pepper picking anymore. Yeah, so it's an AI algorithm that's controlling the pepper picker. So uh, I guess it's uh, Peter Parker. Parked his, there's some rhyme there. I can't do it. It There's two things it claims that I think are a little dubious. This is what the, the thrust of my story was going to be about. It patrols farms daily to monitor crops growth. And I just thought the word patrol was interesting. It's on pepper patrol. Yeah. This bot is uh, is uh, patrolling your farm. The second one... They see me spicing. They hate it. Patrolling, trying to... <laughs> it's actually growing dirty. So it's growing dirty. These guys are growing dirty with Pepper Patrol. The other claim they make, and I think you'll appreciate this, it says it works with any existing farm layout without modifications. Any farm layout. And all I could think of is farms in space. I don't think it do too well. I don't know. It it doesn't look it looks like it might actually do better in a farm in space than one on Earth. After all, it wouldn't need to be dangling from a bunch of cords on the ceiling in space. It, it could just, you know, float around. It could even have like little air jets to like to like let go pfft, so it goes moving around the space farm, right? Now it it does say without modification. And also Well that's a that's a load of bullshit because you look at the picture and it's on a whole bunch of fucking wires like a like a streetcar. It's that's how it's patrolling. It's on the patrol wires. Uh-huh. So if I wanted to start a space pepper colony and I had all my peppers growing up in space that this this thing could go pick my peppers for me. I just, I have a hard time believing it could do it without any modifications. There, that's it. You know I what else you could have on your pepper farm? You could have a pepper pig. A pepper pig? <laughs> Are we going to lean into the children's TV shows? I don't have any Peppa Pig stuff. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was just being dumb. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Oh, boy. Did you see the stories about, um... It was American children who were speaking with British accents because they watched Peppa Pig too much. No. Yeah, this is kind That's of That's pretty depressing. cool, though. I don't know if it was pretty cool. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's something. I don't have a high opinion of this. So I got a couple I got a couple other things that I'm going to be throwing into the show notes. Okay. Uh, I just want to do a quick, uh, just a quick description of each of them. So, so the first one is like this is something that I found a while ago, and it's uh it's pretty cool. It's a uh, it's a kind of a blog of uh, of like how tos on pixel art. Okay. So it's like it's like you know you go through these it's, it's a whole bunch of lessons going from going from like uh, choosing your color palette to animating like the dungeon crawling like the blobber games so that in that like fake 3d right so what what could you describe the thing that holds all the different uh colors would you say a palette a color palette i thought that was a funny way of pronouncing it what what how do you pronounce palette i i pronounce palette color palette palette <laughs> palette like um but dude it's it's P-A-L-E-T-T-E-S. 
Pal. Right? So, let. It's pal, like your dog's name, and let, like letting me end the show or read the boostergrams when I want to. Uh, you, can, you can learn a lot from this word. Anyway, anyway, it's it's pretty interesting, and if anybody wants to like learn how to do pixel art, it's a it's a good thing to check out. I'm gonna probably go through them at some point. Uh, the next thing is there was this paper on how like describing how they did the uh, design the process of the Windows ninety five user experience. Including like pictures of like the iterations of the design as it went through, and the guy who originally wrote it like saw that saw that it was here on the site and commented on it. It's a it's a pretty interesting read, and if only if only user experience people would actually give this a fucking read and like you know start learning how to actually design interfaces for people again instead of other fucking artsy fucks right maybe maybe we could get like you know some better applications on the computer and on phone well we got some my little pet peeve we got some podcasts to get through um we had a little hold on hold on i got one last thing one last last thing thing. yeah and that is that is jeremy sewell doing an arrangement of tara's theme from final fantasy 6 so I'm not I'm not gonna play that right now. I'm just saying like if you want to hear if you want to hear the take of the guy who did the music for like Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Secret of Evermore, like you can go check that out in our show notes. Mm. Well, in the podcast rundown, we've got uh, Hog Story just had their episode 334, Tread Life, and I think Tread Life is it's got to be uh, kind of like van life, except you're in a tank. That's my take on it. Um, behind Sounds this, about right? Yeah, I mean, it could be like Girls in Panzer. That's tread life, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, behind the schemes had 134, the old yellow book, uh, Grumpy Old Ben's. Uh, that was with Boobery and Lavash. And Grumpy Old Ben's had episode 208, While My AI Gently Weeps, with uh, Ryan Bemrose and Darren O'Neill. And Bowl After Bowl just had their episode 217. It's a tools, Jay. It's a tools, Jay? It's a tools, Jay. It's a tools, Jay. Hey, Jay! <laughs> Remember that guy who was the, uh, the Boston Fisher guy? Hey, hook that shit! Let's fucking hook that shit, and we'll be on the fucking news, man. Yeah, that guy? We're nice. seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Kid, yeah, Jay. Get a car. Hit the tools, Jay. Hit the tools, Jay. I love it. Meanwhile, meanwhile... I look at the computer and see it needs sweeping. <laughs> well, there's been people sweeping in uh, with their boostergrams through the show, though unfortunately they couldn't get read as they came in. Hmm. We had well, 8,888 sats from Carolyn saying, Gretzky gambling ad is palpable. That's right. You know, you can make Gretzky's head bleed if you smack him enough. Um, 8, I think that goes for any hockey player. 8,888 sats from Carolyn again says... The fourth profession was insurance salesman. Um, yeah, to, to protect so that those, if the, somebody stole the soldier's uh, extra wheat, right, then somebody somebody will, like, give them back some of it. Yeah, that's a pretty good wheat looking there, boy. Uh, be a shame if anything happened to it. 
Yeah, insurance, the original protection racket. <laughs> 17,776 sats from Boobery. And he wrote in discussing, I believe, an old magazine that he enjoyed. He says, I very much enjoyed Toy Fair as a pure pube lad, a pre-pube lad. <laughs> pure pube, wow. Pure pube lad. <laughs> no, a oh, pre- my. A pre-pube lad. Lewd, crude toys with tudes. The last quarter of each issue was all collector uh, prices. Whatever that really means. Listed like a phone book by company. Uh, they'd pose and photograph the toys, adding speech bubbles to make the comics. One of my favorite gags was this Mego action figure gets maimed by another toy cutting his rubber band in half. Oh. And other figures vomit in horror. Okay, now we know how boobs got his start. Lots of Todd McFarlane toy boob jokes. I believe it was an offshoot of Wizards. I think he means Wizards of the Coast. Or maybe some other wizard. Maybe it shot off from a wizard. You never know. Wasn't there, there, wasn't there like a magazine about comic books called Wizard? Uh, it could. That's plausible. Maybe it was a pinball wizard. Maybe. Um, then we had 10,000 sats from NetNed coming in right at the end. And NetNed says, with an F, fong shading. Fong shading, people. <laughs> thank you, NetNed. Thank you, Boobery. And thank you, Carolyn, for boosting during the show. Uh, we always enjoy reading. So, well, some of us enjoy reading your boostergrams uh, as soon as possible. In fact, some of us can't wait. Some of us uh, think maybe we should wait a little longer before we read them. But nonetheless, we all enjoy reading them. Uh, I can't wait until I figure out what I'm going to do about my busted-ass node so I can start reading them as well. Yeah, you got to... What do you need, a new SSD and then reflash it? You have your... I suppose so. You have your seed phrase, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and your... Um, do you have channel backups? Not that it matters. At this point, given how given how long the node's been down, I don't think that would matter. You're going to have force closed. Everything's going to be force closed. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shade my fog. Someone's pointing to us making Fong shading jokes in the past. Um, yeah. Boo Fury is asking you, Cold Acid, can you use Albi for the time being? I think that's a fabulous idea. I don't know. It, even if I did, would I still see the boosts? Yes, you would. Oh, well, maybe that is maybe that is a possibility. Of course, a certain someone has been quite aggressive regarding Albi. And getting people to put it in all sorts of places. And that has me questioning whether or not I actually want to bother with it. Hmm. Well, maybe I think we all I think we all know who he is. Ah, (laughs) well, I think that I think we've arrived. I don't think we have anything left. Oh, Uh, there is one. There was there's one other thing that I'm going to throw in because I have been mentioning lately about me making mods for Oblivion. I mean, a 20-year, 20, yeah, 20-year-old game at this point, right? So I'm putting a link in the notes to, so like anybody wants to see these mods in case they are themselves playing through Oblivion again. Can we get flavor mods? Flavor mods for Oblivion? No, no flavor mods. Ah, is it going in? I can't tell. It's in the notes. Oh, (laughs) You want me to link it here in the chat? No, I, I'm just wondering. You went silent. You went silent. I was wondering oh. what to do. But now I do know what to do, if that's the last thing. I think it's time. Yeah. I think we've concluded the show. Oh, yeah, wow. But for next, for next week, 
for next week, expect me to wax eloquent on analog television. I see. Well, until next week, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Well, stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down.